Hey babes, grab your glass and raise it high. Cheers to you, babe. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to Beverage Babes, where we invite all women with their favorite beverage in hand to have a seat at the table and share their heart, their journey, and their experience with all the topics in life. At our table, we'll have a safe place where women can come together. We'll celebrate differences and create an environment for healthy and honest conversation, even if we don't all agree. This is a judge-free zone, ladies. We're here to be real and to talk about things that might be hard to talk about, but we'll honor each other as we do because you're important, babe. Grab your drink of choice and let's dig in. everyone today we are here with mama trish welcome we're so glad to have you you. (laughs) lovely to be here and we have in front of us a lovely setup of british tea Mm -hmm. so we're going to start by asking you to just explain your drink of choice for the day and tell us a little bit about why you love it my drink of choice being tea is because my mom is from england well She's now with Jesus, but (laughs) from England. And that was a huge part of my life. Um, Having whenever you needed a break, whenever you needed that special time to relax, it was, let's just have a cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big part of my life. And so I made sure that my mom got me the special China teacups from England, Mm -hmm. which um, we are enjoying our tea from. Mm -hmm. And it must be British tea, just so everybody knows. It's got to be the nice, strong British tea. You must pour your cream in first. And you have to have special Walker's biscuits from England shortbread. That's what always goes great with tea. And um, never let it get lukewarm. That (laughs) is a must. Yes. And what was the word for lukewarm that I did not know? Tepid. Tepid. There is never room for tepid tea. (laughs) That's great. And I will say it's delicious. It is. And I feel very fancy right now. I Yes, I started the conversation by saying I've never had anything this nice probably in (laughs) forever. Must be China because that keeps the tea hot. That's it. I'm just cheap. That's why my tea doesn't stay hot. I get it from China. So funny. Well, we are excited to have you here, Mm. and we will, at the end of this episode, raise our tea glass to you for saying, for being here. Big thanks for being here. Um, But what we are going to talk about, so Mama Trish is here, and the mama might be a cue of what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. We're talking about mothering. We're going to let Trish share a little bit about why she's here, what her heart is on this, but she is um, the wife of our pastor from our church, and so she does go by Mama G a lot, and tell us a little bit about the Mama G status, where it came from, how it happened, and sort of why you're here to talk about mothering. Well, the Mama G status kind of started without me realizing it was starting. <laughs> uh, I feel like um, even saying, oh, I'm an expert in mothering, I would not f- personally feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like anywhere and everywhere I go, I'm being called a mother. Mm-hmm. My birth name was Trish, but all of a sudden I would start meeting people and I would introduce myself by my name. And the next time they'd turn around and they'd say, Mama. Mm-hmm. Mama. <laughs> and so this has just kind of worked through the church. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like it's um, God's design. Mm-hmm. There's a part, uh, well, it is who I am, mm-hmm. the essence of who I am mm-hmm. that just must come out. Because if you meet somebody for the first time and all of a sudden they're going, 
mama the next time they'd call you. It's a little bit odd. Yeah. And I can also say many people that have come in and spoken words of encouragement encouragement over me. Mm. Mother is always involved mm. in it. It's been mama, mama, mother, mm. mother of the church, mm-hmm. great mother, raised children. It, it's always in that category. Mm. So that's why I feel like it's by God's design mm-hmm. because God has a destiny for each one of us mm-hmm. that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. Every person has their own little mission in life. Yes. And so that's why I believe mine is mothering. I had the passion when I was a child. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't, of course, I know people didn't work as much then. Sure. Women didn't work right. as sure. much then. Right. But I really just wanted to raise children and have a number of them. Yeah, it's so funny because I was talking with Laura at one point in preparing for this. And I said, I wonder if she's one of those women who always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Cause number one, I've never been called mama outside of my name <laughs> besides Crosby. And number two, I have, that's not been a dream of mine. So I actually had to like talk myself. Well, let God talk me into becoming a mom. And so I am curious. Well, let's also, so two part question, explain your kids and grandkids. Let's hear about the, the kids you have. And then kind of just share about how that passion for being a mom kind of made its realization when you became a mom. Okay. Um, So I have four children and 10 grandchildren, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Love it. And um, I would say the passion was always there, but then naturally evolved Mm. year after year after year. But I want to be really honest here. Um, I don't think any of us know what Mm. motherhood is Mm -hmm. when you're getting into it. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the scriptures that was really important to me was in Psalm 127.3, because children are a gift from Mm -hmm. the Lord and they're a reward Mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. And so you need to stop and think about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because God is saying this is a gift and a reward. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? Mm -hmm. He's giving you something that is so precious. Life is so precious. Mm -hmm. And how could there be anything greater than investing in that gift that God has Mm -hmm. given you Mm -hmm. and raising them up with good character, Mm -hmm. with good values, Mm -hmm. setting them on their path and their destiny Mm -hmm. in life. And so um, that's what I know God says, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there were hard times. It was actually um, when I had my first child. Mm -hmm. And when you have a first child, you don't know what's going on. (laughs) No, you don't. You really don't. (laughs) You try to learn. And so when I had my first child, um, I didn't realize she was a colicky baby. I was so excited to have a baby. (laughs) So so excited to have a baby. I did not realize she was a colicky baby. I thought, why didn't nobody tell me? Yeah. Why didn't nobody tell me this is what motherhood is like? Yeah. That they're and loud. my mom, my mom was a great mother, which she, uh, uh, to be honest, she could not help me much mm. because my youngest brother was seven mm. when I had my daughter. First oh, wow. Daughter. Oh, wow. So she was busy raising wow. him. Yeah. So she couldn't come over and, hey, I'll take the baby. And if the baby, she couldn't do any of that. She was oh. taking care of it another child. And so this lovely, wonderful child that was colicky would cry. Mm -hmm. And I am not kidding from nine in the morning till two AM. Listen, so did Crosby. I totally get it. (laughs) And I could not settle her and I could not settle her and I could not settle her. And then my husband would come home and he has a special bounce. We 
call it the Jaju bounce. <laughs> it's a special bounce to get her to sleep and get her to sleep. And, but I didn't know she was colicky. Yeah. So I didn't even know to get medicine. Yeah. I didn't, I just had to process and work through it. Yeah. But one thing I just want to say that is so, so, so important that young moms realize mm. everybody seems to want to get angry at the child mm. and get upset with the child. Mm. But what you're not realizing is God's revealing your heart. Yeah. And boy, does your heart get revealed. Ooh, so yeah. after many nights mm -hmm. of no sleep mm -hmm. <laughs> and carrying around a screaming baby, mm -hmm. um, I remember standing at her crib one night mm -hmm. and I, this is, I'm going to be real honest here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick her up and throw her across the mm -hmm. room because I, I couldn't take anymore. Mm -hmm. I was so spent. Mm -hmm. And that broke me. Yeah, you're talking. I punched a door. <laughs> yeah, it just broke me. And I was in a ball of tears. And I always, I remember the scripture of that um, there's murder in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. oh my God. Because I used to think about that scripture. I'm going, what, what are they talking about? We're not about? murderers. Ah, yeah. What are they talking about? Huh. That can really be yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized what I wanted to do yeah. physically mm -hmm. to my daughter, <laughs> yeah. I just broke in a ball yeah. of tears. Yep. And God, I had to humble myself before God mm. and really be repentant mm. because this was a reward and a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. For me, you know, it took us almost 19 months to have Crosby. And I remember feeling so guilty because I thought this is what we prayed for. And oh, I didn't, yeah. and I didn't uh -huh. like him. I mean, I really mm -hmm. didn't like him for three mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard to admit that to people to be like, yeah, I love him, but I don't like being around him. Like it was awful. And I had a very similar experience where mine was a door and I punched it. He was in his crib and I called my husband and I said, you have to get home right now like get home and I had a moment where I just yelled at God like yelled at him and mm -hmm. I said this is not how it was supposed to be and a gift from you should be precious and all of these things and God a hundred percent put the mirror in my face and right. was saying this is a gift yeah. and you are to invest and cherish it and I do think there are times where moms don't get the weight of mothering like they don't really understand the value of what being a mom is so leading into that can you share what you think like really is the important role of a mom like why is being a mom so good so important and I mean when you think about the majority of children they kind of run to their mom first you know it is sort of I their I know it's and it's I love it I'm it's rewarding you, it's the only one of the most wonderful things is when that, for me, very selfish, very selfish, but when that child wanted me and wanted nobody yes, else, yeah. being loved that way, mm -hmm. that it was just solely mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. that they loved so much and you were the only one that could bring mm -hmm. that comfort, reminded me of how that's what God gave mm -hmm. his only son. Mm -hmm. So that, and he would have done that for every single person, mm -hmm. an individual person loved them that much. Mm -hmm. But it's funny, we just had Thanksgiving and um, it's such a different world now mm -hmm. with moms and dads working together. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that was not yeah. my world. Right. I raised yeah. a family. My right. husband was yeah. raising a church. Right. Um, and husbands and wives didn't do things as much together right. as they do now. Right. So my family's over for um, Thanksgiving and... The children, the new children that are, are two grandchildren that are two and um, 
just about six months mm-hmm. old are in a new environment. Mm-hmm. And so they're not sleeping real well. Right. But mom and dad take turns. See, that was never, <laughs> right. that was never. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that Brad was, and I did take turns. <laughs> you did? Yes. Take, oh, yeah. no, that was, I, I mentioned that to my husband because somebody we knew had actually read scripture to his wife while she nursed in the wow. middle of the night, which oh I thought, gosh. I said, hey, you don't do that. He said, I'll make a tape for you. Aww, that's funny. I was going to say, Brad wouldn't even be able to put the sentences together. He would have been like scrambling no. and praying for his office supplies or something. Yeah. Like, but we didn't, we didn't take those turns. So I'm watching my son yeah. and my daughter-in-law. It's wonderful. Yeah. My son's down there. My daughter-in-law is down there. And he just finally comes up one night and he goes, it's just not fair. It's not fair. She goes down there within three minutes. <laughs> My daughter is quiet and calm. I go down there and it's like a half an hour later. Welcome to motherhood. That's a mom. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. Um, Yeah. I think that's amazing. And we know, we know that you had a close relationship with your mom, but our listeners don't. So if you want to share what you'd like to about your relationship with your mom, we'd love to hear that. Um, With my mom, she was a British war bride. Mm -hmm. And um, I respect her so deeply because she was such a vibrant, positive woman Mm. and yet struggled a lot. Mm. If you remember the movie Narnia, Mm -hmm. she was one of those children taken from her mother Mm. and put in foster homes Mm. because of the bombings. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, I often think about that. I think about my grandmother, her mother, how little she had her daughter because she was taken away during the bombings and then sent to different foster homes. And then when she finally came back, she met my dad who was over there fighting the war. Mm-hmm. And within a year later, they're married and she's in America. Yeah. Wow. And so I just thought all the bravery mm-hmm. that she had mm-hmm. and carried forth with um, the courage, mm-hmm. because I know if she were a young woman today, I mean, she was planning. Now you got to think this is in the um, mid 1940s. She was planning before she met my dad Mm -hmm. early to mid forties. She was planning on being a secretary to an ambassador. So she was going to be a working woman. Wow. That's really impressive at that that time. Oh Yeah. yeah. At that time. Yeah. And so I know that if she were here, she'd be fighting for any woman's rights. She'd be one of those uh, Me Too women. I I just think she would. So she came over to um, the United States and um, learned a lot from my father's mother Mm -hmm. as to how to build a family. And that's why I think I hold her in such high esteem because she couldn't have known family Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. by being shipped around Mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. And yet she devoted... Mm-hmm. her entire life to building family. Yeah. Um, she didn't work because women didn't work, right, even right. though she would have if she stayed in England. Right, right. Right. My father said, no, you don't work. Yeah. Um, and she just, what she did do was work on sacrifice upon sacrifice to build her family and make sure that they knew her heritage mm. because she was going to make sure that we got back to England yeah. to meet her mom um, and to learn about That's British so heritage yeah. into mm. Switzerland. So um, it's been a great relationship. I always 
I mean, she always said she wanted more girls. So I thought I would have been the Rose among, because <laughs> I had four brothers. I thought I would have been the Rose, but in actuality, I felt like the brothers were more the Rose and I was a thorn sometimes. It's okay. Uh, I don't know about We all that. have our pointy points. <laughs> yeah. But she really nurtured, um, she really nurtured us. Um, and that's what, that's what parenting is all about, bringing that life that person that god entrusted to you mm-hmm. to their full potential yes. and their destiny yeah. the character the qualities it's your legacy to leave in this world yeah and that is something even watching i didn't know mama great you know i mean i knew of her in church but just watching i can't even explain it there was something about her that you just knew she was leaving trails behind her oh, like she was a trailblazer yeah. mm-hmm. and to just understand and you can kind of share a little bit about this but like the reaction that went through your family and your siblings of just a christ-centered household like mm-hmm. that passed on to these generations then like that always overwhelmed me and you know when she did recently pass away i like i often cried because i thought i want to be that kind of a staple Mm. and how honoring that God has chose me to start something, you know, how honoring that God has said, here's one piece of that with Crosby and my kid and knowing Mm -hmm. that there is then a generation after me, which is empowering. And I think watching my mom, it was like, I always just would be like, I want to do that one day. I just want to be that kind of an anchor Mm. and pillar really that she seemed to have been. Oh, she definitely was. She was, and she did not stop. Even into even 1991 every day facetiming her children yeah in england or wherever my other brother was so i had four brothers obviously i'm married to a pastor my one brother is a missionary my other brother is a pastor Mm -hmm. two hours north of here the other brother is a french professor that took on her french heritage Mm -hmm. because her mother was swiss Mm -hmm. and then my other brother has um so much character of Christ, the way he loved and cared for mm. my mother mm. was incredible. So she really did build a legacy mm-hmm. and made it known mm. to all her grandchildren and her great grandchildren. Mm. She really did such that she would even call the great grandchildren and have conversations with them and see how they're doing. It's and, just so special. Um, yeah. A lot of love, a lot of love. So in, in that, do you think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit now about you as a mom. Mm-hmm. So things that came naturally to you, things that may have been difficult, like even kind of shared, was there anything that your mom instilled in you as a mom that continued on? Or did you sort of feel like this is my role now? I'm going to do this. No, I definitely think she instilled. Yeah. I think one of the things that she instilled was the sacrifice, mm-hmm. which um, I uh, at times, obviously, in anything in life, you get frustrated Um, But she really did instill that because she set such an example Mm -hmm. in everything, even leaving her family to come here. Um, So, yeah, I would say that's what I really learned. And not saying it's always easy, but um, that was one thing she instilled. Another thing that I felt like came naturally, and I don't know why, Mm Uh, but I felt like I could easily adjust to the levels of my children. I could Mm. be a two-year-old being um, silly and rolling around on the floor, but then I could adjust to when they Mm. were 14 or 15 and all their friends wanted to come in the house. Mm -hmm. 
and spend time, which I made sure. And this is a little tip, I'm, which I don't know that mothers will appreciate. <laughs> but I made sure that my home was the haven. Yes. So everybody came yes. to my home. Yes. And they, her, my kids' friends would call it their home. Mm -hmm. And my kids' friends actually got upset when we sold our home. Oh, yeah. Because they felt like it was so much oh, no. their home. Yeah. And so... To produce an environment, it's it's a very hard balance to be spiritual and godly, mm -hmm. and yet work with mm -hmm. the things that children will do. Because for some reason, as parents, mm -hmm. we think they're not going to be sinners. <laughs> I don't understand. We're why. shocked. We're shocked, oh, we're shocked when shocked. they sin. Oh, <laughs> My daughter's just just this Thanksgiving weekend said. Yippee, somebody climbs Mount Everest, come to my house with three children for a day, and I bet you couldn't do it. You did it alone. You know, you did it alone. Um, yes. it, it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. Yeah. But to be, to try to put a balance between that. So um, I'll be honest, their friends would come over, and if they were drunk, they came in. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And were taken care of if they were throwing up. Mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't bring their booze in. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get a sip of it. You didn't get to <laughs> just get a taste. <laughs> oh, and another little another little tidbit is, and I've heard this many times. My child would never do that. Oh, my gosh. child. Your child oh. is a possibility. Mm -hmm. They will do anything. Mm -hmm. No, they won't. Yes, mm -hmm. they will. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times my children did things. And it's like, why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. And they would do silly things right. that they think they're being so wise, mm -hmm. but they're kids and you can see through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like if you're away in a big party at your house. Yeah. Yeah. My brother probably attended. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, your brother didn't <laughs> But stupid things yes. like they'll come, they'll come up and go, um... Oh, they're coming over to do their laundry. Do you think, I said, yeah, while we're gone, you know, they're coming over to do their laundry at the house. Oh, do you think they'll be done their laundry by 1130 at night? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, all I have to say, don't, yeah. don't ever think right. your kid can't do something stupid. Right. You train them, you raise them, you mm -hmm. do your best, but you never know what weird decision yeah. they could get swayed into or think of themselves yeah I was just gonna say I love that previous tip that you just gave because I know for me growing up in a household that was not a safe or healthy environment those were the kinds of homes that I can still remember in my mind spending my time at and feeling like this is a safe space Mm -hmm. The mom of my best friend is like treating me like a daughter. And I love thinking of it in a way where you're like, you're putting the stake in the ground. Like you're declaring like this home is mm -hmm. going to be a home that's a safe haven mm -hmm. and just going into it like that. Like that's really encouraging to me as someone who does want a family someday to be like, all right, when I go into this, that is, mm -hmm. that's going to be my goal. Like, mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. Especially, but I truly enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. sometimes it's hard for, it's like, oh my gosh, no, you can't bring them in. <laughs> right. I actually right. enjoyed yeah. it because they're wonderful kids. Yep, yeah. yep. 
And sometimes and they just need getting, the extra love. Yeah, and they're not mm-hmm. getting the love yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, I know for me, that's something I have always, even, you know, now having Crosby have always wanted to have my home open to be a warm, safe spot. Mm-hmm. And I used to now being a mom, I would like kind of say like, oh gosh, I'm going to be that like loser mom who doesn't want her kids at everyone else's house. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, it's not that it's really more so like, I want to be a place that's like the home. Like you I have, build the environment. Right. And that's, it. I have yeah. said that. I said, that's such a piece of mothering that feels natural to me mm-hmm. is being able to welcome any of the friends and love them wherever they're at. <clears throat> I mean, my brother gave me some experience in that growing <laughs> up, but you know, <laughs> it was good. So do you think, what was something that was kind of a struggle for you as a mom? Like what didn't come naturally? What is something that was um, challenging? I think first, um, realizing they were sinners <laughs> uh, because when when I really came um recommitted my life to Christ it was at a time when the Holy Spirit was moving mm-hmm. and you had this idea that you thought oh I'm gonna just change everything right I'm gonna instruct them and they're just gonna do mm-hmm. what I tell them to do right. and it just doesn't work that way yeah and uh, another thing was really letting go of my expectations which goes along with that because you have a plan, you have an expectation, mm. you never think this will unfold in your family mm-hmm. or um, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It makes it very hard, but you need to understand, this is a really big point, you need to understand they're God's mm. child mm-hmm. yeah. and that he's got them in the palm of their hand. When mm-hmm. anything when anything goes awry, mm-hmm. he's got them in the palm of their in the palm of his hand. Yeah, I think that's so important to encourage women in because as women in general, and then add mom on top of it, we're controllers, and so we and we're mm-hmm. fixers, and we mm-hmm. want to make sure yeah. things are taken care of. And even in the you know, I've not been a mom for very long, but even in the nineteen months, that's something that Brad has coached me through and encouraged of like, you know, I had a vision before Crosby came of God having his rod and staff beside him the whole Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And there's been moments, for example, when he was only two days old in the hospital, we had finally fallen asleep, right? You're, you're tired. And nowadays every baby has to be with their mom forever Mm -hmm. in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, I need a breather. But Mm -hmm. he had just, I had just fallen asleep and was actually sleeping. And here he, the nurse came in to check my stats and grabbed him right away. And here he was choking on some of his the like fluid, mm-hmm. but was like, you could hear him. And I freaked out because I hadn't heard anything. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he could have died. It's, I didn't yeah. hear anything. Mm-hmm. And God was like, I had the person where she needed to be mm-hmm. when she needed to be yeah. it. And so that's been something for me of learning, like he's ultimately God's. He is that's not- very hard. extremely every hard. every single person <laughs> comes to a point at some time right. where- there's a realization of that, yeah. that you can't and it's scary. the control as much as you do. Right. Yeah. Right. And it is scary yeah. sometimes because I always say the thing for me is there's no promised time either. This, this little one is God's. And like that, I used That's, to get locked in fear of being like, yeah. oh my gosh. But the truth is he is a gift and we're to care for him and mm-hmm. love him and do all these things. But ultimately he is God's. And that is like, I still struggle with that. I mean, like, oh, I'm going to struggle yeah. with that till like, you know, forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. the one thing I've watched my mom do really well is exactly what you said. There are times as any mother, you put everything on your shoulders, you carry the weight, you feel for your kids, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. stress, you're, you're hurting, but she is very good at like reminding herself through prayer. These are gods. And it mm-hmm. says, you know, let them go mm-hmm. trust that God is with mm-hmm. them. And I, I say all the time, she's prayed two of them back into the faith. One's still tiptoeing, but. I'm like, that's the power of a praying mom. Yeah. It's, it is 
not to say I not to say God hears prayers differently, but sometimes I swear he hears mom's hearts uniquely. You know, like I'm just like there's some kind of power in a praying mom that I think is like really, really, really unique. Um, so in the struggles, what kind of helped you work through those things? Like what was your anchor? I would say uh the only thing I could say is crying out to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only thing I could do mm-hmm. when the struggles would come and having trying to move in the faith that God is going to respond and answer. Mm. And I know you've all heard the story with my one daughter, how I sent her out the door to school and then I didn't see her literally, literally at seven years old, get on a bus. And then I get a phone call two hours later mm-hmm. that somebody said they had her. Mm-hmm. There's no words. Mm-hmm. There aren't words for what you go through. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. just aren't words. Mm-hmm. Um, praying all the time you mm-hmm. can't do anything else but pray for safety and um protection uh, so much mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. yeah that's really good so now you do have adult kids and you have grandchildren <laughs> so how has that role of a mom slash grandma changed in the new I guess label world. yeah it's a new world yeah <laughs> new world. <laughs> that that is that's a really good question mm-hmm. because um, I watched uh, some parents not let go of their children. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very hard thing to do that letting go mm-hmm. where they become their own family mm-hmm. and where you need to kind of very gently and delicately mm-hmm. juggle when you can say something, when you can't mm-hmm. say something. Um not being contradictory when they're trying to work through something Mm -hmm. as a family, being supportive um, of them as a couple when Mm -hmm. you're finding things you don't think. Mm -hmm. I mean, in in a good balanced way, if there's something severely wrong. Sure. Yes. yes. (laughs) But I mean, trying to let go and let them become their own family unit is a hard thing. Mm -hmm. It's a difficult task. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet at the same time, what's the wonderful task is you have the grandchildren, you're not the parent. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. you can love and care and spoil and give them everything and hand them right back. Yeah. Which it's is true. not it's true. what you're able to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crosby has a new appreciation for ice cream because oh, every time course. he sees my mom, yep, uh, we're gonna get course. ice cream. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's a difficult thing working it's a difficult thing working through that because you want to honor them as a family. Yeah. Yeah. And so every family handles things a little differently. Sure. And uh, my kids, in all honesty, have been very gracious with me that they have the realization that if I'm going to hand my child to you and you mm. are very gracious to watch and care for my child mm. while I go have fun, yes. then go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. They don't give me a list of what you can't do this. You no, can't right. do that. Don't take them for ice cream. You can't. Right. You don't buy them a toy. They've been very, right. uh, they've worked, we've worked very well together. Right. That's really good. I even, yeah. my sister, I realized that I must've been a little intense about TV watching because she watched Crosby the one day and was like, oh, sorry, I had the TV on for like 40 minutes. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, like, I feel the same way. I'm like, if it works for you while you have him, it works. Like I'm out. I am grateful for the time mm-hmm. to be able to do what I need to do. Like, it's okay. It's fine. I had to like realize I must be like giving out a vibe. That's like, <laughs> oh shoot, she's gonna be so upset. <laughs> well, it's hard though because now with all the technology yeah. you have, you're trying to juggle 
We actually had a conversation about that. I don't know what the the rule is. Is it two hours? That's what we were talking about. Two hours per day, which would be for a certain age group. Yeah, for TV as well as screen, you know, iPad. Right. And I didn't have to deal with all that. Exactly. So trying to understand that. Right. um, Because it is easier. My daughter, when she lived in England, I remember her calling and being so upset and crying one day saying, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. These kids are watching too much TV. They're at the TV all the time. But she said, it's raining outside. My house is so small. I can't pull out because you have small houses. Yeah. I said, you know what you want? You want peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that brings peace. Yeah. And I said, believe me, they're not going to be that attached to the TV. And then when they moved to America and there were a bunch of kids knocking they on the door, they, they didn't even care about yeah. the right. TV. Right. But you worry about that stuff and you're trying to juggle it all. Right. But I do think that is the value of having someone in your life, you know, like your mom, that you could have some of those conversations with. Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. do, when we're in the thick of it as a mom with younger kids, you are confused and you're like, I don't know what's right and wrong. And to have mm-hmm. someone to be able to say, listen it's okay. Like they're not going to be addicted to TV. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And there, it's a balance, yeah. but like, I think it is important, especially when you have adult kids to be able, like there, that's, I think sometimes some of the biggest struggle between adult kids and parents is this contrast of this is speaking from like the younger, the kid is like, this is the way we're choosing to do life. Like this is the way we are for our family walking through life. And sometimes that can contradict or look different from how you, the, oh. you know the parents did life and so it is this dance sometimes of mm-hmm. needing acceptance and like but being able to have a healthy conversation not get mad right away you know which sometimes people do where you're like don't do that you're doing ah. see i didn't feel i had a ton of difference from my mother yeah but things have changed yeah. so vastly yeah. and so quickly it's a lot of well even with women working and needing to work mm-hmm. so trying to juggle that right. working and trying to raise a family right. whereas i had chosen to stay home and that was a struggle mm-hmm. but it's not as easy a choice to do that now it's not yeah it's not it's definitely very hard and i even read this article about how the modern mom is a working mom like it's almost like you're sort of snubbed a little bit if you choose to stay home like you're going back in time like why would you ever choose to stay home and it's so interesting because I mean really is there right or wrong it's what works for your family and so you have to get to a point of understanding for our family like my specific family I'm grateful I can be home all my other siblings there is no one home they're all both working families Mm -hmm. and so it's one of those things to just remember like each family has to figure out what works for each family. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Like I can't, I couldn't imagine being the mom of four separate family units now for you to be able to say, okay, well this family's doing it this way and this family's doing it this way. And this family like works that way. Yeah. It's like, you have to have yeah. a code of like, okay, so-and-so's kid, the camera. Right? There are many books on parenting adult children. <laughs> yeah, there's not. They used to write, write one. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Too funny. Um, okay. So then, you did, though, go back to work when your youngest was two. Mm-hmm. Was that full-time, part-time? And what did that look like to kind of now turn back into a working world versus just being home? And how long How long did you stay at home? How, how long of a time span was that? Um, that was, hmm, how many years was that? About 13? I think it was about okay. 13. It's about 13 or 14 years. It's interesting because my focus and my um, heart just for who I am as a person was 
still to be at home. Mm-hmm. Fine. But it was almost like God was setting me up. Mm-hmm. I had been an x-ray tech, never worked in x-ray. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, six months prior to me working, mm-hmm. it was one of those deals. This card came through the mail. We need x-ray techs. I'm going, hmm, I, I can't see. I'm going to do that. And I don't know why I saved it. It's like one of those, huh. I don't even know why I saved yeah. it. I shoved it in a, in a drawer. And then about six or eight months later, we were talking financially. It would really help. And you should go back to work. And I pull out this card. And I think I was so funny. <laughs> but I take this card and I go on the interview and I'm sitting there and I'm going, they interview me and ask me some questions. And, um, okay, so this is the kind of x-ray you're going to do. I said, I really need to let you know. I've not worked in x-ray at all since I graduated. <laughs> I've been raising my family and I don't know the techniques for... What doing an ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry about it. We have a book for you. Okay. And then they tell me, oh, I don't know. I really don't know that I, you want me because I can't do. And I get hired. I love and that. I mean, She's literally but, like, do not hire me. Do not hire me. You don't want me. I can't do it. And then they end up hiring me. And then when I changed job, it was even, it was even worse. When I changed job <laughs> the next year, because I only stayed there a year because it was like an urgent care center and our schedule was all over the sure. place. So trying to be in the church and do that. Yeah. Do it. So when I moved to job, the job the next year was even worse. It was kind of like, um, okay, I've never done mammography. I'm a mammography tech. I've never done that. And actually the girl that interviewed me said, you don't have experience. I said, great. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and then I get a call from her boss oh a month gosh. later who brings me in. And I said, I've never done mammography. That's okay. We'll train you. And I he said, can you come down to Virginia for this training session? I said, well, actually, I can't. People are in from Europe. My husband's a pastor. That's okay. We'll have them come train you. Oh, my gosh. And then can you start at this state? And I'm going, actually, I can't. I'm in England then. And they said, okay, well, you can start three weeks later. I'm going. And so to me, those are like yeah, clear, clear yeah, doors right. that are opening, like get back in the work field. Yeah. And it, it's been a very good job. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, obviously life outside the home is excellent as well because the real truth is mm. in raising children, mm. you don't hear how wonderful you might've been until 25 years later. That's a good so, point. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Till they might leave home and go, oh. oh my gosh, you were really great parents. <laughs> Their parents are really not good. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. getting out of the home and getting that yeah. encouragement and mm-hmm. that value mm-hmm. and education or whatever you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think in your role, have you seen yourself being a mom figure there at all in like in my role, in your job? Like, has that been some place where you have had the mama I think title in my job? I don't. Um, actually one of the girl, one of the girls calls me mama. That's so, just funny. About that's that. so funny. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> well, we I, do, we do know why. <laughs> but I mean, at my work doing mammography, but I do, I feel like the mother aspect works in that. In that it's a it's a sensitive thing mm-hmm. doing that job sure. yeah. and really being sensitive and caring yeah. toward the women is kind of like a mothering. Or if you have um, challenged people come in, actually one of the younger techs that I think is in her twenties, there was a um, 
a child that came in mm. that was difficult to do mm. and very afraid. Mm. And I mean, child, I say child. <laughs> she had to be at least 40, but I know we're all like a 12 year old got a mammogram. <laughs> no, but you know, you know what yes, I'm saying. Yes. And, um, when we finished doing this, so she said, gosh, the way you handled her was incredible. Mm. And that was the mothering. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was just mm -hmm. the mothering. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really cool. That's, That's really cool. So we're going to have you really quickly kind of touch on this point. But um, good news for all of you listeners. This is going to be Trish Mama G here is going to be a recurring episode. She's going to come back and talk more things, Mama. You, we, yes. you will. Um, so we're going to talk more about this in another episode, but just a snapshot of what it is like to mother a church body. Um, just well, I'm just going to give you a teaser because give us a teaser. Yeah. Yes. In reality, um, that evolved in my life as well. Sure. And um, all I can say is I have had so many people now they, besides calling me mother mm -hmm. i've had many many people say to me you're just not the typical pastor's wife mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're not the typical pastor's wife and so in that little teaser i didn't have the role mm -hmm. that everybody feels they must follow fall into yeah uh in being a pastor's wife the way my husband and I even thought from the beginning um, when we started the church was you need to call, you need to be who you're called to be. Yes. Yeah, that's huge. And so, yes, you want to do things as couples and yes, you want to be involved. But I knew from the beginning, um, I, I may be very compassionate and caring and loving as a mother, but I, I don't feel like I have that pastoral thing. It's mm -hmm. more a pastoral thing for the direction of the church and my heart mm. toward the um, succeeding of the church yeah. rather than sitting down like a pastor would with different individuals. Yeah, people. which is so good. And that's such a great teaser because we'll get into more of that, especially with um, our, lo our local church, the one we all attend, is going through a huge transition. And so mm. it'll be interesting to be able to yeah. talk a little bit about yeah. that um, later on. But we are going to start concluding and just want to hear if you have any kind of final thoughts on what we're talking about today, you know, the mothering aspect. Um, and then one question I want to ask is what you would tell yourself as a first-time mom being having gone through the experiences you have. Okay. So... Um, the first thing I want to say is if all you moms could be encouraged because there is no greater task. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so funny that people seem to think that you're not working when you're home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because oh, it, oh, is oh, a, <laughs> it is one of the hardest, challenge, most challenging, wonderful, yep. exciting yep. jobs mm -hmm. to have. Um, there's nothing bigger. There's nothing better mm -hmm. than developing a human being mm. into what they're called to mm. be. And mm -hmm. you can even see with children when they're little, mm -hmm. you can start to see the talents and the giftings mm -hmm. that God has given them mm -hmm. and to be able to develop that and encourage that yeah. um, and raise them into their full potential. So. so just really quick, can you add on to that? How have you kind of note, like, how did you recognize with your kids some of those giftings and how did you encourage it? It doesn't have to be super lengthy, but even if there's one example of one kid. Um, hmm, let me see. I would say with my one daughter, it's interesting because I encourage the talent that I see, mm -hmm. but 
every, everybody has assets and liabilities. So with certain talents mm -hmm. and you're stable and solid and kind of very directive and organized, the creative people are... <laughs> Raises her hand. Over the yeah. place. <laughs> but, but how I encouraged that is... I kept reminding her and pushing her forward in that, mm. that the creativity brings influence mm -hmm. and you are going to be, you may not have the follow through. You can get a team person alongside yeah. of you mm -hmm. to bring the follow through, mm. but you are an influencer. Mm. You're out there influencing, uh, speaking to people, yeah. um, enlightening people. Mm -hmm. And it's blown me away because that child has gotten jobs that she should never have yeah. gotten. Yeah. And it's just because she isn't in her, her, a gifting of influence. Mm. I don't know any other way to put yeah, it. That's I really mean, good. It's the creativity. Yeah. That's really, really good. I've, that's something we pray often is that we see in Crosby now qualities that we can encourage in him. And we know that he, we, we've prayed that he would, um, soften hard hearts and just be a light in the world and it's mm -hmm. insane already it is insane to see him take a grouchy customer service person and literally change yeah. their day it's just like i keep telling brad i'm like i cannot wait to just see his trickle of rays of sunshine that just break out because it's like it will take someone from crappy day and then they just leave and like people have already said man you just made my day is and he, he like you? Yes, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much. Brad is, he gets concerned sometimes because he's very much like me. But, you know, some of those qualities come out real strong, real fast. <laughs> no, that's, it is really good though. I think, I think moms need to hear that and, and be encouraged, like, take note early. Like, don't wait till they're oh able gosh, to tell no, themselves. You can see it very, right. very young right. and start to encourage Right. Your child and direct them. And um, I do that with my grandchildren yeah. too. Actually, the last um, vacation we had together, I told them they were all going to sit down. We were having a powwow because I was going to talk and just tell them the talents that they have and how God wants to build them. It's amazing. In them. It's amazing. Yeah, because that encouragement, they, they see the value. I just, even this, this past Thanksgiving, I took one of my grandchildren and um, I just said, you need to know, we were talking in the car and the things you're saying, mm. you have a great character. You're mm. a quality kid. Mm. Just for them to know that yeah. that's being recognized yeah. is so huge. Huge. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Because we, I don't think we all realize the power of words. That's but right. It's huge. Oh, yeah. That's, that's huge. Right. And coming from a mom too, I mean, it is, it's both parents, but there is some weird validity when you're hearing your mom, who you love so much, say some of these words. It's, I know I think there's times growing up I have words that my mom has told me that just ring true when like mm -hmm. you know we her and I may have had our differences in the whole middle stage of life <laughs> but she's always but you were born a sinner too That's right <laughs> sure was Now that's your tagline <laughs> That's so funny Okay so we'll have two more questions one will be the one of what would you tell yourself as a first time mom now and then Laura has one that we'll end with so first time mom First time mom <laughs> Um, I guess what I would say is you need to breathe in the joy mm. because it is a joyous time. Difficult, yes, but you need to know that each season 
changes. Mm. The seasons of life change. You'll have a different season when they're before they're in school, a different season when they're in um, elementary, mm. when they're in middle school, and flow with those yeah. because you need you need to adjust as well as your child is adjusting mm-hmm. yeah. to each season and work with it. Mm. It's really good. That is really good. So my question is because I'm the one at the table who does not have. I'm not in the same season of life as either one of you. <laughs> um, I'm in my early 30s, and I totally desire to get married and have kids someday. So I, what I would love to hear is what kind of words of wisdom or encouragement or advice would you give someone who is not there yet, whether they could be married and, and not have kids yet or single and not have kids yet? Um, what would you say to them to encourage that nurturing mama heart that they might have? To encourage the mama heart and those that are in, that are single that are like waiting, yeah, waiting for kids. Oh, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess what I would encourage is you're waiting for your husband and you're waiting for your own family, but don't negate the mothering that could already be inside of you to mm. give to others. Mm. There's. Um, I, I even remember when my kids started to hit their teen years, they, there's times when your kids walk through a season, they don't want to talk with you. They want to talk with somebody else. Even right now, I'm watching one of my grandsons that wants to relate to the new young pastor that has come in, just like wants to hear him speak or wants to get together. And so there's, there's influence that you can have. And um, it'll bless you and then bless that other child because the parent isn't always who they want to hear from. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you to stir it up Mm -hmm. and go out. And obviously that's in you. Mm -hmm. You want to be married and see where God would take you and how he would have you bless somebody. Mm -hmm. And I can say Laura has blessed our family because she watches little man once a week. And it is the sweetest thing to watch her come into the door (laughs) and Crosby just light up that's his rora rora yeah and he he every time but i think that's so healthy to say you don't have to why wait till you have a kid to mother if it's in you you know you don't have to wait you just find the right ones that god's asking you to imprint in you know that builds family too because we're all it does supporting one another and carrying them yeah that has been a great discussion. I'm like, so there's times I almost cried and I'm glad I didn't because you would have heard it and it would have been not great, but it was fantastic. We are so grateful that you took the time. We can't wait to hear more from you because we will. Uh, but for now, what we want to do is take our tea glasses, which are now empty, everyone, but it was delicious. And we're going to do a good cheers. Thank you so much, Mama G, for coming. Cheers. You've been listening to Beverage Babes, and we hope you've enjoyed a sip of something good listening to these women open their hearts. Our hope is that after listening to today's episode, you leave inspired, encouraged, and challenged to celebrate each other, no matter what season of life you're in. If you're looking for any of the recipes to our babes' favorite drinks, want to read more about our guests, or get to know us, Sarah and Laura, a little better, head over to BeverageBabesPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at BeverageBabesPodcast. Now, raise your glasses. Cheers!